Adam Cravens, and Jane Ellen watch more movies each month than most people do in a year. Parental Guidance suggested reviews new movies in theaters with no spoilers promise. These film nerds know their stuff. Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. There was quite a streak of a certain type of movie winning movie of the year in the 60s. And in 1965... I'm going to now make a movement, a physical movement for Adam to see if he can guess the movie. Of course, you won't see it, but he will. But it, musical? It, yes. It seemed. Okay. All right. Musical. Uh, sound of music? Yes! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Sound of music. If, won. This, if this was a game show, like I'd be cleaning up. I know, right? Here's what I didn't realize. My Fair Lady with Rex Harrison... One Best Picture in 64, Sound of Music, did not have Rex Harrison in it. Which, which by the way, one of the leads that uh, is not uh, Miss Andrews hates this movie. Oh, that makes me sad. Yes, the, uh, I, like, I... I, I he is so hot in this movie. Well, I mean, and Chris Plummer, like, for all because intents and Because you're so close, purposes, you call him Chris Plummer? Him, yeah, Chrissy Chris. Oh. Um, no, like, I, I mean, he, I, I really can't think of anything that He called I, you and said, hey, I really hate the sound of music. Well, he, he did it in interviews, but oh. I felt like he was talking directly to me about, I mean, Star Trek Six. he's really good at, like, I mean, name me a movie that Christopher Plummer was in that you were just like, you know what, this guy's just phoning it in. Like this, like Brando, forever good Brando was back in the day, somewhere around 1978, 1980, he started just going, if you will pay me enough, I'll, I'll do up. it. They'll just be like, we're making the Mr. Potato Head movie. And he'd just be like, well, if the check's right, uh, you've got your potato head. What do you, what do you need? <laughs> you've got your potato head. And I'm going to show up and I'm going to be a potato head. Yeah, it's the best potato head you've ever You're seen. You're never going to see a potato head. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you a baked potato you can't refuse. <laughs> I would watch that movie. <laughs> okay, so Christopher Plummer did say, however, and it was so charming. He said, didn't all of us fall in love with Julie Andrews in that movie? Well, I mean, he, it's not just like he doesn't hate everyone and everything right. and any like he has an appreciation for his co-star. But like he's just like that movie is so sugary and predictable. And, and yet and yet based on a true story. So the sound of music. We're bringing this up because. I know there are some anti-musical people singing in the rain was one we encouraged. The sound of music has so many cultural touchstones in it that much as I love My Fair Lady, when I yell, come on, Dover, come on, Dover, it doesn't resonate Quite as, as much, much as, as a little Do-Re-Mi. Well, I mean, like, I have, I've, I've never been a huge fan of the film, but, like, even I can sing probably two or three songs and recognize uh, several of your lines of significance, whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. Um and, and like I said, I'm not even really a fan of the movie, but I know enough of like as a non-fan, if I know that, like that, you you at least have to respect the significance of yes. it in in filmography as a whole. It is one of those movies where if you just haven't seen it, you're missing out on a lot of jokes and other shows, and you're just you're just kind of missing out for an appreciation of even though it really wasn't the exact story. There was a Von Trapp family who were singers who escaped persecution. I, 
I do want to bring up, like, isn't there a really good chance that the nuns that help them at the very end of the movie probably are going to be caught by the Nazis and have yeah. mm-hmm. terrible things? To, I, I mean, uh-huh. as happy as the, the end of the film makes that look, like, it, it, it's kind of like those, a, a lot of movies that they end and you're like, wait, wait a minute. Those nuns are going to be be attacked destroyed. by nuns. Okay, yeah, yeah. the the wolves outside of the castle in the animated Beauty and the Beast. Like the Beast just barely beats them back in his, we'll call it Hulk form. Yes. All right. Now, now that he isn't in Hulk form anymore, aren't him and Belle essentially trapped at that castle? I would think. I mean, sure, they could ask the greatest hunter in the village, but he's dead now. He was dropped off the top of the castle. Um, how are they getting at, like, let's say that they're just like, you know what, Belle? Um, we need Doritos. We are out of Doritos. How do they get those Doritos? Mm. I'm just I'm just saying they're not always as happy as as it may look right before it rolls to credits. Now, this is this is one thing that needs to be pointed out about The Sound of Music. It cost a mere $8.2 million to make. However, in its first run, in the 60s, $286.2 million. Now, it's it's worth mentioning because we covered Psycho very recently. Psycho makes $40 million and, like, people are shooting streamers their minds. in the air. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if you make this into the equivalent of, like... You know, twenty twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Like I guarantee you, this thing is a like a Dark Knight or almost an Avatar size success. If this is current, as of even close to twenty twenty, worldwide box office take is two hundred and eighty six point two million dollars, and that's worldwide, not domestic. So. It's a real successful movie. I mean, yeah, again, especially when it, a barometer for success of a film that, let's see, this was 65. Mm-hmm. Okay, Psycho is 1960. It's considered a huge success at $40 million, and that's nearly quadruple mm-hmm. that amount. I mean, granted, they spent a little bit more, but that's a ton of money in 1965. Right. And the budget, 8 mil, that's like somebody's salary today. That's yeah. That's like half of what Jim Carrey got for Cable Guy in 1996. Which kind of, kind of doesn't sit well if you think about it like that. It's like, well, wow, all these people made this great piece of cinema, and, and they did it. They did it for what amounts to you know Frank and Beans like yeah. nowadays. Yeah. So, what is interesting between The Sound of Music and My Fair Lady is. Julie Andrews. And Julie Andrews started out basically as a child star in England. And she was the one who starred first in Camelot, starred first in My Fair Lady, starred first in The Sound of Music. She was the go-to for all of these things. And yet, she's not starring in all those movies. And when you look back at it and kind of what she represents to... Like, let's say, if nothing, nothing else, just the musical genre. Mm-hmm. Like, she's she's kind of a, the top of that heat. Like, if you, if you had to just, like, pick a single individual representative of movie musicals, like, 
I, I don't think if you if you call Julie Andrews that and he's going to be like, what? No, that doesn't even. I mean, if you do that based on Mary Poppins and Sound of Music alone, mm-hmm. those are two like resonating films that even today, like they recently made a sequel to Mary Poppins. Now, granted, Julie Andrews is not featured in it, but I don't think you can deny whenever I say Mary Poppins that one of the first associations you make is Julie Andrews. And the thing is, and this this bothered her greatly, but Audrey Hepburn, again, My Fair Lady, 1964, Audrey Hepburn can sing, could sing, could not sing like Julie Andrews, but could sing and worked very, very hard and filmed all of My Fair Lady. And then after watching it, the bigwig said, we're going we're gonna to ditch her voice and put in somebody else, which was nothing she could do about it. Basically the plot of Singing in the Music, or yes, Singing in the Rain, just the Singing in the thing. Music. I'm sorry, that was, and, a, that was a sequel uh, versus movie. Camelot, I wanted to make sure, Vanessa Redgrave, uh, she actually did sing her own stuff. But again, she can sing. She can't sing like Julie Andrews. And so that had to be hard when you originate all these roles and you don't get to play them in the movies. Mary Martin, that must have just eaten her up. Well, I mean, if you'll even look at the way Disney did its animated musicals, Mm -hmm. like in most cases, like when um, Mel Gibson was in Pocahontas. He was not Pocahontas. Um, That's not Mel Gibson singing. The actor in Aladdin is not the same one that's providing the the musical. Like, I I don't really think it, it... kind of been a became a, a point of contention until even more recently that definitively if you're going to be cast in the role like mm-hmm. you need to be the one singing you need to be the one dancing and uh, yet i think i think you should be the one singing and the one dancing otherwise you shouldn't be in the musical because that's what a musical is i i think you get okay audrey hepburn like mm-hmm. even even now like that name like holds some sway like there's a gravitas to it more, uh, I interviewed her son once. Do do you want to go see unnamed uh, vocal talent starring with Rex Harrison, or do you want to see Rex Harrison? Okay, well, there's that. I mean, that's that's why they did it. But I, I'm also sitting there going, but you know it. But you can also argue, okay, um, Mission Impossible too. Is that Tom Cruise doing all his stunts? Can Tom Cruise do a helicopter kick in the he air? Probably can do now. I mean. Give him, give him a minute to say. But I'm just saying, like, can all those actions start? Like, where do you draw that? Like, can he, can he really jump out that window, like, and land on a, a motorcycle and start firing a, a, a pump action shotgun mm-hmm. at people? No. Okay. Well, I mean, so what's the difference there? Like, I, I get why the studio wants to do it, but I, I'm kind of with you. Like, it, I, the individual that. I'm seeing, I want to know that they are the one dancing. I want to know that that is their voice. I don't want an amalgamation of the best parts of four different things. Mm-hmm. Like, just give me this person that has ta- talent. Yeah, show us this other ba- talent. Back in the day, that's what you had to have to, had to, to be, be a famous. Threat. Yeah, yeah. Fred Astaire can't act, can't sing, can dance a little. That's what a movie guy said about him. That's, I, I would <laughs> can dance a I, little. I would. I, I want that on the dust jacket or something. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully pertaining to Fred Astaire. You're listening to Parental Guidance Suggested, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens talking movies, and this is a movie worth visiting again. And some people visit it again and again and again. And if you've never seen it, you should see. 
The Sound of Music. The reason why I have seen it so many times, my uh, one of my theater professors in high school, like anytime we kind of had like one of those gimme days mm-hmm. or like, you know, we were going to have a half day or something like that. I was always in homeroom in that class. And she kind of had the a set of movies she liked to cycle through. Mm-hmm. They were not, you know, Armageddon, um, you know, <laughs> Batman. Uh, they were they were nothing like that. And it was stuff like Sound of Music, um, the the film version of uh, Neil Simon's like The Odd Couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I think You Can't Take It With You was one of, I mean, it was just, they, these were just classics in most cases, mm-hmm. but what, n- weren't classics that I necessarily had an appreciation for. But Sound of Music, I don't know this conclusively, but I, I think it had to be her favorite movie because I have seen it enough times that people will just be like, I thought you didn't like the movie. Yeah, well. I uh, still know about I, it. Same reason that like I've seen Dirty Dancing. Well, when I was growing up, me and my, well, we only had one television in the house. What? You couldn't watch it on your phone? No, no. Those, um, those were just used you for could, phone calls. You, you literally could not even watch anything. On, <laughs> there weren't screens on phones. I, I don't even know where to begin explaining. Anyways. There was one, one television, and if it wasn't your turn, you had to watch what your sibling was. And this is assuming mom and dad don't want to watch anything. I was always watching Superman, Uh Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, things of that nature. Sarah had the pilot episode of Rags to Riches, uh, Dirty Dancing. Like, she had a lot of this other stuff. I want to say, like, there was another musical in there. But, like... I can recite and sing every song in Dirty Dancing. And I mm-hmm. mean, like, probably to a creepy degree. And <laughs> like, She's like, the wind comes on, and people see me belting it, and they're like, I did not expect that to start happening. Exactly. And I'm just, it was like, well, I could do this, or if I want to if I wanna watch television. It's like when my husband starts singing, so, uh, I think I'm turning Japanese by the vapors. <laughs> um, he knows all the lyrics, and that's just so random. And you're just like, that's strange. Why do you have that knowledge? I I would have expected different knowledge. But Yes. And for the roughly the same reason that I can I can sing and I know the soundtrack to Dirty Dancing by Heart, Sound of Music, I know way too much about, especially for a film that isn't even my in my top hundred. Mm-hmm. Now, what Sound of Music did was they took this basic story, which again was correct in that there there was a captain Arr, and his wife had passed and he had several children and there was a young novice that the convent sent down to teach the, the captain wasn't a pirate for those of you that haven't really? haven't if, they, if you haven't seen the movie like <laughs> i don't i don't want to misappropriate what it is going into it saying and so there's that now the thing is I guess I could look it up in the tiny computer. But he and his first wife had a number of children. And then he and Maria, I want to say maybe had three. The names of all the kids were changed. They just focused on seven. And part of that would be, well, who's going to keep up with all these kids anyway? Is what I'm thinking. Well, I mean, and it... (sighs) So Long Farewell would still be playing if they did the actual number of kids. And just because... Okay, if you're doing a documentary about it, if you're purporting it, mm-hmm. that this is actually what happened, use use your factual like evidence there. But I mean, in this, okay, I, I love the movie Braveheart. Mm-hmm. Like, there are so many factual errors in that movie. Like, it, I, I I would say calling it based on a true story like is 
is probably pushing some like one of the battles that's on a field actually took place on a bridge like they they the the, the kilts that they like so much of the stuff that they're using isn't accurate like some characters like weren't even in like that time frame mm-hmm. but it, it it it's a movie and i accept it for that and i i i think sometimes you just have to separate your uh, beautiful mind it's a good movie like i believe one best picture if not like nominated for it but there's a lot of stuff that doesn't actually sync up with the actual life of john forbes nash like and i would say in the same way like is the would the sound of music have been better if there had been what 13 of the the von tramp however many you said (laughs) what i love about that and the movies you've mentioned is for me if let's say i knew nothing about the movie and i watched it and i saw it was based on a true story I'm curious enough to know that this is entertainment, not a documentary, which is also entertainment, but, but it makes me want to go find out. I mean, if you're if you're writing a biography, you need to stick to the facts. If you are making a documentary, please stick to the facts. Like if you're being interviewed by a news station and you are that like, please tell the, the, the facts like mm-hmm. film, al- although like you're purporting that it is based on a true story at the end of the day if if it's not a good movie it doesn't matter how factual or correct you were about that Mm -hmm. so like make an entertaining movie first and put as many of those factual elements as you can but if not um i really if i'm watching a movie i want it to be a good entertaining right movie so and this is yeah this is and uh the the whole nazi thing that that was a real thing. They came rolling into town and said, hey, um, you're military. Now you're with us. And he's like, um, hard pass? Uh, no, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <Nope>. Finger guns. <laughs> I'm going home. Not into all this and realized the danger of what was happening as World War II started to become World War II. I guess this is prior to when it actually took place. but I, I don't remember the actual yeah, year anyway. it started, but yeah. Uh, and it's, it's around that, and if it, long, very long story short, if you don't know, World War II, bad, dangerous. Yes, Nazi, bad. However, the, the Von Trapp family singers, which were a real thing and were very successful, they did not escape over the Alps because um, they're not yetis. So no, no. they would not have been able to do that. But the song, I still get chills when the nun is looking out the window singing Climb Every Mountain and they're escaping. And it's like, you know, you've got God lighting on her and they're escaping. It's like, that's a moment right there. That's what I'm saying. Like, if if you're making a movie, there are some very cinematic, like that bit where Julie Andrews, like, does the spin up on top saying, oh, you know, yeah. the hills are alive with the sound of music. Like, I, again, I'm not even a huge fan of movie the movie, but Looks I can great. I can recognize the just the epic like nature the grandeur of that mm-hmm. moment like it's a it is a definitely a movie and I understand why people appreciate the film it just doesn't necessarily mix with my sensibilities most of the time. However, if they did a remake and Christopher Plummer was playing a Klingon captain. All warriors are cold warriors. So, Captain. I bet you you'd really get into that man, musical version. Man. Or or just make it in the Star Trek universe yeah, for some reason. Yeah, that would reason. be funny. I just know watching it with my girls when they were just a few years younger. They are now young teenagers like in high tr- school. It's the 23rd century, and it's the evil Klingons oh, from the original wow. series 
that for some reason space people are escaping. I've watched right. that like they're like we must get out of Verapente. Yes, I, because we're we're actually Russians because we're original series. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> a, that is a tangent. <laughs> we that can't walk down hole. that. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if anybody wanted to remake the sound of music using the 1960s Star Trek aesthetic, uh, I, I'm first in line. I'm yes. first in line. And uh, the thing is that Christopher Plummer, uh, this is the point. It was a few years ago, and my girls, they were doing the dance thing, and he, they said, like, he's so good looking. And it's like, right? I, uh, and she's carrying off that horrible haircut. I forget sometimes that not everybody like my my mind exists like I, I see all the timelines of film. My sister, um, who had was completely unaware, I guess, that Marlon Brando wasn't didn't just come into being in it. The, the latter she years. She only knew him from Superman? She, well, yes, okay. because I had seen that. And later on, like, you know, I had watched The Godfather. I watched the movie The Score. Like, she knew heavy set, like, uh. I need a paycheck Brando. And I'm watching, I believe, Streetcar Named Desire. <laughs> and she goes, holy, I mean, this is not verbatim. I'm paraphrasing, but she's just like, holy cow, who is that? And I'm like, that's Brando. And she goes, no, <laughs> like, like runs to my shelf, gets my Godfather VHS off and go, Brando, Brando. And I go, yeah, I go, he used to be like, and as much as Pete, like I, I was introduced to Christopher Plummer at a much mm-hmm. more advanced age. Like you go back in time Orson Welles and Ugh. see, see them. And you're like, oh, wow. Holy, they man! Look at the jaw on mm-hmm. that guy. You you forget that they're not always like the sixty year old, like out of shape or like. When I think of Orson Welles, a lot of time it's him, like you know, doing food. We sell no wine before it's time. Food advertisements, like at the much end of it. I'm I'm forgetting, you know, you know, Rosebud, yeah, kind of, you know, all of that. And Christopher Plummer's another one because, like, the, I, I guess you tend to remember people like when you were first introduced to them, like Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton will always be 1989's Batman. Michael Keaton, whenever you say that to me, and for whatever reason, when you say Chris Plummer, I do not instantly. Let's be fair. I Star Trek Six. Yeah, that's what I think. That, of. Which is I by the way a good of, movie. I don't think of Sound of Music, but if you go back to that, I can appreciate that he is a. A dapper, mm-hmm. a dapper man, in the same way that Don Draper or George Clooney mm-hmm. can be dapper. So there are many elements of the Sound of Music that actually did happen. You can deep dive into Sound of Music trivia. Maria von Trapp and two of her daughters have such a minor cameo. I didn't even know it was them until I watched some documentary like two years ago. I wouldn't have known. It was a crowd scene, and they walk by and look back, and it's a crowd scene where they're, like, way in the back, and you only know it's them because they stopped. It's like, okay. That's, a, that's barely even a cameo. Exactly. That's, I mean, that, that could just be an old wives' tale. Anyway, so the Sound of Music itself and all of the people connected with it, that movie resonated with so many people and so many happy memories that that's a whole thing. The Sound of Music. So you should see it. It's got great music. And it's also worth pointing out that it manages to take Nazis in World War II and tell a reasonably happy story. Reasonably. Though, man, that, whatever that dumb kid's name. First of all, they cast this perfect-looking Aryan youth. And it's like, oh, he wants to be the big man. 
he, he wants to be big little Nazi. And you see, if you you know go into that movie for the which first was the time, original name of yeah. the musical, Big Little Nazi. Big Little Nazi. It didn't <laughs> test well, so they changed it to Sound of Music. If you go into it, you're thinking, oh, you know, love interest for the teenage daughter. It's like, oh wow, no, he Ooh, hard wants pass. to turn the whole family hard, into the Nazis. Hard pass. Yeah, and like, that alone was disturbing enough in a, a child's mind to go, wow, that boy with the pretty hair, he's bad. Pretty, pretty people can, can be, be bad. bad. And it sounds simplistic, but when you see it as a child, you tend to think beautiful people don't do bad things. No. Mar- Marilyn Manson was right. Yeah. Beautiful people. Beautiful people. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Anyway, at The Sound of Music is well worth it. It's a huge cultural touchstone, and you should watch it for many, many reasons. Most of all, Christopher Plummer and Julie Andrews is always magnificent, so I don't have to tell you that. If you if you don't realize the the command of her voice that yeah. she has, like, let me just tell you, you're, you're wrong. And this is coming from a person that is, doesn't gravitate to musicals, like, at, at the drop of a hat. Like, Julie Andrews, despite, like, her inability to do it now, has an incredible... Oh, yeah. Incredible voice. Um, I, I guess she had written an autobiography, but that's how I found out she was a child star in England. But imagine being 12 and her voice had developed or was walking that road to what it became. Imagine that. And then it was just, you know, she's got to be on stage, which with talent like that, how could you deny it? And then she starred in everything. And then for some reason didn't get the, the yeah. film role. Yeah, I mean, again, strange. I'm saying like my fair lady turned out fine. But I'm just saying, like, if if you've got to do like a, a celebrity death match, like I'd actually probably put my money on Julie Andrews as over Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, no yeah. disrespect just, to Miss Hepburn. She just looks frailer. I'm just just putting it out there. And more than likely, they were filming Sound of Music as they were wrapping production on My Fair Lady. There could have been just a scheduling conflict. Well, the same same guy basically directed Gone with the Wind and Wizard of Oz. I'm just okay, saying, yeah. if you can make that work. Yeah, that's kind of I'm, a big I, deal. I'm just. Michael J. Fox are shooting Family Ties and Back it to the Future. It is exactly like at that. At the same time. Exactly could've, like that. We could have made it work. They. I'm was, I wasn't. Sadly, for me, though, there are not enough musicals being made and being lauded or being made in that way that it's just a whole thing. And the last one that I would remember that became a whole thing for families was Grease. And yeah, there's Footloose and stuff. I don't remember if that's... I guess that came out a few I, years after Greece, but so, yeah, yeah. I would say that Greece was the last huge one, and then you have like the A minuses of Dirty Dancing and Footloose, which are kind of musicals. They, kind yeah, of. yeah, but they're not going to break into song because that's how they're expressing themselves. As you would in, in, in these a musical. movies. Yeah, the closest thing you get to that is kind of the '90s yeah. Disney. Uh, animation renaissance where they're basically just doing broadway musicals mm-hmm. in cartoon form mm-hmm. and i mean to a lesser degree like i mean do you consider when you film a stage like what uh, disney plus did with like hamilton mm-hmm. or any of the i mean they're they're coming back in vogue but they're i don't think they're going to be at that point that we were saying at the beginning where they're getting it i mean what was the what was the number again that sound of music made Two hundred eighty-six million. They're not making that kind of. I mean, you're still like Mary Poppins Returns mm-hmm. was released, I think, a year or two ago. Uh, Hamilton came oh, yeah. up to large success on Disney Plus. Um, 
what was it? Uh, the the live action remake of Beauty and the Beast actually mm-hmm. did some substantial money. So I mean, like they're not completely out the way that like westerns, but they're seem also to not be. winning Oscars, right? People, the the appreciation for the craft is not there like it was mm-hmm. in the the early to mid sixties. Yeah. I mean, when they were churning out movies right after the talkies became a thing. And when they were talking like that. Yes, you would see at least uh, for every 20 movies, there were 20 musicals. It was kind of like what romantic comedies were to the 90s. It just, I I guess, whether or not people want to show up from ultimately. I want people to start talking like that again. I I think I'd like it for about 10 minutes. Yeah, and then I wouldn't like it. Like but. right now, what musicals were in the 60s or westerns were in the 50s, I think basically the superhero movie, that's what mm-hmm. it is. Everybody wants one of those properties. And if you do it right, like you're all but like assured to make a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, until, or, or I guess they could just combine them. Have I a, guess. The music, the is, have they done a superhero musical? Yes, Spider Man. Remember how that turned out? I'm a, a film version of. Yeah, oh. they turned the dark out on that. Okay. Yes, lots of people got hurt and yeah, it closed yeah. on Broadway. Correct. Anyway, so Sound of Music, you should watch it. As a matter of fact, you should make a point of watching it. Thank you for listening. I'm Jane Ellen, and I'm Adam Craven. You've been listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.